Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. On the road. The only podcast on earth where we delve into TV and film for your listening pleasure. It's literally the only, yeah, the only one you can find. Well, it's the only one with straight white dudes. (laughs) That we know of. Yeah. (laughs) So, good luck finding another one of those. With us today is a very special guest. My good friend, Jimbo Slice. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. His real name is Jimmy. Uh, In today's episode, we're going to be talking about all of our favorite horror films. Yeah, we should find a little bit more about Jim, though. You're just kind of like, this is Jim. All right, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's not much to know about Jimmy. Yeah, I'm a a mystery, so just keep it going. (laughs) Tell the listeners about yourself. Um, Tell them where you're from. (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Dover, Delaware. Mm. If any of you listeners out there are from there. I doubt it because I've never met anybody from there. So. We do have some listeners from from Delaware. I don't know about from Dover. I don't believe Delaware is real. Yeah. Delaware Delaware is real. Oh, Why Delaware. is that so hard to say? <laughs> yeah, I've been saying that for the thirty five years I've been alive. It's uh, never met anybody from there, so um, I don't know anything about it either. So yeah, and Jimmy's one of my very best friends on the planet. Huge, huge supporter of mine, and uh, a big movie fan, big pop culture buff. We you know we play video games together. Uh, he served this country. Damn it. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be on this podcast. Mm. He I've only been, there. I've been hitting at it for a little bit. Like, Hey, so uh, you guys going to invite me on the show or what? Nothing. <laughs> I'm a veteran. So <laughs> <laughs> if you never listened to the show before, this is pretty much what it is. So you can kind of tap out now if you're not interested. However, for those that <laughs> remain, please do us a favor. You can rate or review us on iTunes or Google play or Spotify or wherever the hell you might be listening to this anywhere. Your podcast can be found. Five stars, please. But even better, trick your friends and family into listening to us. Just like mm. steal their phone and subscribe mm. to us from there. That way we get even more listeners. But also, I do want to mention, guys, mention uh, it. from a technical standpoint, mm-hmm. that we are recording in my brand new apartment. Yes. Hey. So the, um, the applause button. Uh, I don't. Uh, you, you guys, guys gotta gotta tell me when you guys want me to switch soundboard because we just need you to get better. Hey. Hey. There we go. There we go. Uh, I live with all of them. <laughs> all those people in the audience. It's a the walls. Yeah. It's a commune, and uh, there's a reason why we have sheets house. all over the couch for later. Yes. No. Like so, this is the first time we've been uh, recording in the apartment. So if you hear any sort of. You know, the cadence of our voice sounds differently. It's because we're in a completely different space. There's a lot more echoiness, and I haven't had time to throw blankets up and make it less echoey in here. Mm. If and you also, think Jimmy sounds used, weird, we've it's never used because Jimmy's he's Mike. Yeah, he sounds really fucking stupid. That's yeah. just how he sounds. <laughs> That's definitely it's, it's what happens when you're from Dover. So. <laughs> this is how we all talk. Sing. What else? You what sing else? If I only had a heart. Oh, I don't. From Wizard of Oz. From Wizard of Oz. I don't know. You're the Tin Man, right? Get now. It <laughs> Is that really what I sound like? Yeah, because you're tinny. Sick. <laughs> also, if you'd like to support us uh, via Patreon, that would be wonderful. You can go to patreon.com slash streaming things, and we would very much appreciate that. Again, that's patreon.com slash streaming things. There's a few tiers of support that's T I E R S. No tears, though. Nobody cries once they become a Patreon supporter of streaming things. And thank you so much to all of our current supporters. Steve, take it away. Phil. Mm. Carmelita. Ooh. Carrie. Whoa. Enza. What? Mm. Daniel. Danny. Katie. Katie. And as always, thank you, Cake. <laughs> I've learned cake. a lot about Cake uh, listening to your guys' show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
She is much, very beloved. And just so you know, we did change the uh, tiers on our Patreon today as we recorded right now. It's Thursday right now. Uh, We no longer have the $7 tier. We have the $1, the $5, and the $10 tier. Mm. The $5 tier kind of got the previous $7 tiers benefits, which was Patreon polls. Mm. So you can take place in polls. And also, those are my dogs fighting. No, he's a puppy. That's actually Jimmy. (laughs) Down, Jimmy. (laughs) He's humping my leg, guys. Is that is that normal? Just let him finish. <laughs> I yeah. still vote that we create a twenty dollar tier and we call it Tears in the Rain. <laughs> Ellie likes that. <laughs> Good timing. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at StreamThingPod. We really need to update that username because it is you can tell that was all the other ones were taken. Uh, you can also email us if you're an emailer. Some of you out there, you just be sending and receiving those emails, and we would appreciate that if you sent and some to us, and we can receive it. You can email streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's streamingthingspod at gmail.com. So again, like I I said earlier, today's episode, this week's episode rather, is in reference to our top three horror films of all time. So I thought we would start it off with our Crossing Stream segment, actually. (laughs) Let's do that! So I imagine this week, a lot of our crossing streams will actually cross streams because the whole world was watching a few things. I wonder if Steve watched them. I'm not sure. But this is a segment where each week... Why are you throwing me under the bus? Because I'm like... He knows I didn't watch them. (laughs) This is a segment where each week we talk about the things we've streamed since last we met. Straight home in your ear holes. Andy, what have you been streaming? So I, like the rest of the world, have watched uh, some of Squid Game. Uh, I am about three episodes in, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it very much so far. It does feel a lot like Battle Royale. I'm, I'm definitely not uh, treading any new ground saying that. Many people have called out the similar similarities between those two properties. Um, having a great time with it. Uh, I'm, I love Korean horror stuff, and this is like semi-horror, but mostly like social commentary. Um, very enjoyable, excellent performances. Uh, not far enough along to have a finite opinion about it but or a final opinion i should say but uh so far i'm digging it and i'm definitely going to finish it i don't understand why it's the hottest thing on the fucking planet like it's okay it's pretty good yeah did i talk about the streaming jokes about squid game last week i think i did i don't recall streaming jokes i don't think so so i mean it's not a joke it's a real fact but they're funny so uh squid game is the most streamed thing of all time mm-hmm. on netflix uh, I don't know if that means original or if it's including like The Office. Can't be, right? Yeah, there's no way. I, I would know. I would say it could because I mean, the, you, could be. You're not taking into effect that this is a a market that is an international not, market. It's right? an international. I market. I doubt they're yeah. streaming The Office just as much as we are in like Indonesia, but Squid Game they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, it was streamed so much. I, I thought I said this last week. I might have just told you guys, but all about the internet provider. Yeah, yeah, getting sued. I think we did talk about yeah. that. So it, it's it, absolute insanity. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 So what else, Andrew? Um, I'm also uh, continuing my rewatch of Dexter. Actually, no, it's not a rewatch for me. Now I'm treading new ground. Treading new ground. I blazing trails. I've never seen these parts of Dexter uh, that I recall anyway. Uh, apparently, Chris and I watched it at some point. I was very high at the time, so I don't remember much mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. But so where Drugs. I'm at, I'm at the end of season three, uh, digging it, digging the shit out of it. It's really good. Um, I also recently. Is season three the Jimmy Smith season? 
Uh, I don't know who Jimmy. I think Smith, so because John Lithgow's in the fourth one. Yeah, Jimmy Smith's is the. Oh, he was is he, is he the, the DA? Is he the ADA? Yeah, okay, the ADA. Then, yeah. and he's like, I am City one. Hall. That <laughs> guy. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm in that season. Uh, very good. Um, the other night, uh, my girlfriend was hanging out. And we were watching Dexter. She fell asleep, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch something else. You know what I watched, Steve? Banana Girls. <laughs> Bananas, <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> um, Show some goddamn respect. Steve. Sorry, that's my bad. That's uh, my bad. I watched In Bruges. Oh, that's a wonderful movie. It is such a wonderful movie, and it uh, is cemented. Uh, it's always been like I think in my top five, uh, and uh, that's cemented it for me. I watched it again, and I was like, "Yep, absolutely." This it's is top five. Movie. Do you know where it ranks within the five? Um, I'm going to say four. I was about to say four. Because you didn't want to put it at five. I've never even heard of it. In Bruges? Bruges? Yeah. Uh, Martin McDonough uh, directed it. Uh, He recently won a couple of Oscars for uh, Three Billboards Outside of Epping, Missouri. So that guy. Is that the Um, one with Colin Farrell? Seven Psychopaths. Yes. Yes. This is the one before Seven Psychopaths, but also with Colin Farrell. Mm. It's about a hitman, two hitmen that uh, essentially are forced to go on a vacation together in Bruges. Nice. Yeah, I think I actually started watching that, and I just couldn't understand anything they were saying, so I just stopped (laughs) watching. It's very Irish. Uh, Very Irish. um, It has very talky. It is very much like uh, Martin McDonough's style of just, like, very fast wit, constantly, like... It's kind of like a Kevin Smith had a baby with Tarantino. Yes. Mm. I, some of the jokes have not aged well, but in that regard, I almost enjoy it more um, because, like, I kind of enjoy the irreverence of it. Like, it's still, it, it's not mean spirited in the uh, off color jokes that it makes. Um, you know, I, I think that it's kind of uh, a, a certain kind of social commentary that we can't really have anymore because you're not allowed to show people being a piece of shit. You know, you, you, have to uh put everything through this uh rose colored filter that is 2021 and uh some of the uh nuance of uh the lesser displayed aspects of life are kind of lost in fiction and so i really like that uh martin mcdonough with his style uh of his writing kind of still leans into it now and did so back when in Bruges came out, which I think was like 14 years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. It's been a while. Um, and then I also finished midnight mass. Uh, I won't wax lyrical about that. Chris, uh, already did that for us. Andy, that show. Andy. Wax, wax, <laughs> wax, baby. Wax it that ass, Andy. So well written. It blows my mind. Amen. Yes. Um, it is incredibly well written. Hallelujah. Um, if if occasionally a little verbose. Preach. Um, Come on. <laughs> like there is, uh, not going into spoilers, but in the finale, there is a very prolonged death sequence monologue that occurs. Um, a soliloquy, if you will. And eventually, I'm watching, I'm like, this is really good. This is really good. Check my watch. This is still really good. It's still really good. It just kept going, man. It was long. <laughs> um, so, like, I, so by the end of it, when it ended, it was so long. Were you still? This is still really good, or were you more like, okay, wrap it up, guys? Uh, it, it had just started to cross the threshold of like, come on, and then that part ended. Hmm. So, um, didn't did not overstay its welcome, but came damn close. But yeah, Midnight Mass is fucking awesome. Uh, does not quite live up to uh, Haunting a Hill, the standard set by Haunting of Hill House. I still think that that is my planning masterpiece. Um, and I, that show is infinitely rewatchable. And I feel like uh, Midnight Mass will have a lot of things that are really enjoyable on a second rewatch. 
but uh, I haven't haven't had enough time yet to be willing to go back. But honestly, when I finished it, I was like, I really want to watch Hill House again because that show fucking rocks. Mm-hmm. And I need to give Blind Man another shot because I, <laughs> I I got like three episodes in and I was like, eh. I mean, none of the four of us were able to finish Blind Manor, I don't think. I remember watching Blind Manor. I got to the point where I'm like, oh, it's finally getting good at like episode seven. And then I stopped watching right when it started. You made it good. to episode seven. I did. Yeah, I don't even know what episode I made it to. Dude, Ellie is actually like, hey, pet me. Oh, she made a friend. Ellie, Ellie is my one wiener dog who is uh, not super friendly towards people. Steve has two wieners and one of them's grumpy. They're hairy. Yeah. They're two <laughs> very long haired wieners. Long haired wieners. One will be friendly. your friend. One <laughs> <laughs> will bite this shit out of you. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, what have you been streaming? Um, for the most part, I I like crime, like true crime documentaries. So I'm very into that kind of stuff. Obviously, I've watched a lot of stuff that you guys watched. Uh, Midnight Mass, I will say, was incredibly good. One of the my favorite things that I've watched is called The Phantom. It, it's a uh, a crime documentary about a guy who was wrongly convicted and and put to death, uh, the death penalty back in the 80s in Texas, because we know Texas loves to kill people. Yell them. <laughs> There's one thing like we know maybe. about Texas. <laughs> um, it's really good. Uh, I don't know who directed it. I know you guys are like super, uh, you know, talking about who directed stuff. I don't I don't know that. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a documentary. We don't give a fuck. It's, it's, it's super. But it was Patrick Forbes, just for the record. There you go. Thanks. Thanks, Andy, for the assist. Um, but, you know, they find out that the guy, you know, after he was put to death 10, 15 years later, uh, he was innocent. Um, and the whole time he was talking about another person who they kept calling a phantom, another Carlos. The guy's name was Carlos de Luna. Not on the table, Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, uh, uh, Carlos Hernandez was doing it. And they were like, that guy doesn't exist. Come to find out he lives like three doors down from the guy. So uh, oh, really crazy ending. Um, another one <laughs> that I was watching is, is called A Devil You Know. It's on Hulu. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's a docu-series, but each season um, is, is centered on one one thing. This guy was, like, eating people in his house and uh, murdered two people in his backyard. It's really good. Um, so really good. That. It's really good. <laughs> it's, re- it's really good. Um, and then just to go complete 180, I watched the Britney versus Spears uh, uh, documentary. Um, That's also a crime doc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if you know anything about that, but, uh, you know, my fiance wanted to watch it. Maybe. I watched it by <laughs> yeah. myself. Yeah. Was it good? I, yeah, I thought it was really yeah. good. Okay. Um, Did very, they leave Britney alone at the end of it? She's free. Thank so they God. Free, free no, Britney. Jamie's off the conservatorship, but there is still a conservatorship. Mm. Oh, I didn't so, catch that. Maybe I thought she just won the, like, the... So the documentary ends where you just said, but she recently, within the last week or two, did. Wait, Steve, did you Wait, watch this too? I did not. I it, think but. within the last month, it's over. I think yeah. She like was, she is free. I, I don't think so, fellas, but I could be wrong. Anyway, like, that's bigger news. Free Britney. Yeah, yeah free Britney. Free that's what streaming things is official policy on that is free Britney. <laughs> Going back to the true crime stuff, did you see that they think they know who the Zodiac Killer was? Oh, I read that last night. I want to talk they, about they, that too. Yeah, they, uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Gary Gary. Boyce? Gary. Gary I saw a tweet that said, I can't believe after 50 years, we finally find out it was fucking Gary. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually what I've been calling my fiance's dog when Gary she's not around. I'm trying to get him to answer to Gary. So, um, Gary. Gary. Um, and then, you know, lastly, I've been watching the Wu-Tang, the American Saga thing. We talked a little bit about this earlier. Uh, Dang. It's super good. Um, it's definitely something to fuck with. Uh, <laughs> nice. We like that. Um 
the only thing I really have an issue with is is the main character who plays the RZA. Um, I think his name is Ashton something Ashton Sanders. Kutcher, that is a problem. <laughs> his voice, <laughs> his voice is like super deep, and, I, and it, you can tell that he's trying to push it out while he's acting. <laughs> it's super, it's super awkward. Um, and then uh, when I go to bed at night, most people put on The Office and stuff like that when it was still on. But I watch CSI and The Shield. That's what I've been flipping mm, through. Yeah. The Shield's actually supposed to be a classic cop drama yeah. terrible acting i never watched i mean it's a highly lauded show i just yeah. never watched yeah. it the, the, the yeah. same guy huh. kurt sutter i think it's the same, same guy that did uh um um the anarchy the biker gang yeah probably. sons of anarchy yeah, sons of anarchy steve's mm-hmm. a big fan of that too i saw a couple seasons of well, season six <laughs> you right? saw a season yeah, yeah. <laughs> csi i just like it. It, it, it you guys gave me shit about it uh i wish Gil Grissom was my father. So, yeah. <laughs> such, such a nice guy. Um, I remember an episode when I was a kid. My dad always watched it. He was going blind. Yeah, he's going deaf. Deaf? Is that he what gets, it is? Yeah, he gets a surgery, though. He's ah. fixed. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God, Gil. Steve, what have you been watching? Uh, well, I'm going to piggyback off what Andy talked about earlier. I have only watched Squid Games this week. Uh, but Squid Games rocks. Uh, yeah, so I absolutely I'm, loved it. I'm like... Have you finished it? Yes. Oh, you have finished it? Yeah, okay. super I'm good. I watched it in two days. five episodes in. I think I have three more episodes left. <laughs> um, and I watched four of them last night. Mm. But... Uh, I think there's nine. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I have four episodes. Just random. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry. I watched four episodes last night. And so, yeah, I, I, I've completed five. So, I'm on to six now. Uh, but it's really, really good. I, I really like the pacing of the show. It's, you know, there is like a levity to it. But it's still like really dark it's just a very dark show very dark um and the the act the actors are really crushing it uh real quick subs or dubs what kind of guys are you if you anybody said okay i'm gonna be like subs overly dubs. it's fucking subs and it is only subs and that is not a question chris okay, i don't think I want i'm far you. enough in the show to know what that means chris? subtitles are dubbed oh subs chris. andy subs i want you to high five me okay <laughs> I dubbed. (laughs) So here's a thing that you may not know as well. Um, In general, subtitle is the only way to go ever. I mean, that's not the thing you may not know. That's technically an opinion, but I'm right. (laughs) I mean, here's why, other than that, it's just way better. The translations are often inaccurate to outright wrong. Yeah. And there's actually been, uh, they went viral on TikTok. I'm sure you saw this. Um, As a young lady that's fluent in Korean went viral on TikTok for actually exposing not only the dubbed version, but the normal subtitle of like in Netflix, you can choose English or English CC closed caption. Mm -hmm. So the English CC, I'm trying to help our listeners here, as well as the dubbed version is just a completely and frequently inaccurate translation that changes the context of entire scenes drastically. And I don't remember any of the examples to tell you now, but Why she went through this, them on the tip. Why well, is captioning different than the regular English translation? I think it's probably the sense. companies that do it are different. Huh. I, I read that imagine. the whole meaning of the show is different if you if you listen to it or, or you get a dub. I hear subtitle. if you mute it, it changes the meaning too. <laughs> it does. It does indeed. Mm. Why are um, these people on a really strange Nickelodeon set? <laughs> like, you're watching a subtitle film. It doesn't matter. Like after a few minutes, your brain just does it, right? The only difference is you can't multitask because every time, obviously, when you look away, you have no fucking clue what they said, mm-hmm. which you only do if you don't really care about what's going on anyway. Right. You know, if, you're, if you're a phone looker at her, 
fuck you. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Man, so hard. That's my role on this show is to Chris, be just opinionated. Yeah. Drawn you know? down the line. <laughs> in the sand. That actually happened to me the other day when me and Sarah were watching. Did you drew an actual line in sand? Totally. <laughs> when we were watching Don't Breathe, my speakers went out and I didn't notice. And so like it's it was complete silence while these people are driving the car. I'm like, oh my God, what an interesting choice about this. Because it's a blind guy, obviously. <laughs> what an interesting choice. You can't hear anything. I think they're getting their disabilities mixed up. <laughs> but no, Squid Game's really, really good. The actors are great. I really like the uh, the artistic direction of the show. Like, it, it's just... I'm talking about the way that they built the building and stuff with the, the way they built the building the puzzle and staircase all that shit was there's so nothing well done. more anime than the way that the the guards look that like red jumpsuit with like the playstation icons mm-hmm. as their mask i love it so uh, much it took me a while to figure out like the hierarchy i love that the them. squares were like the managers yeah, like, yeah. i was I, like so what are the x's like, the contestants figured that out before i did because there's right. a line in the beginning where the the chick i think it's the chick that wants to go to the bathroom and she really wants to smoke a cigarette that she uh, yeah. <laughs> tucked in her vagina. Um, yeah, that was. She the, only brought like three cigarettes. I know. Too. She's <laughs> like, what? She pulled out this pill. And I'm like, what is she bring? And she just brings up smokes. I'm like, really? Come on. You could have fit a lot more than three. Yeah, that they were all loose. And <laughs> that was clearly a case of she just didn't happen to refill them. Yeah, yeah they were just. That's her there. normal cigarette pack. Yeah, that's yeah. where she yeah. keeps the wrong one. <laughs> But she's like, go get your square motherfucker then. And I just like, uh, why? But then I found out later, he's like the manager. Oh, shit. Squad leader. And yeah, I love the whole. I'm I'm just jumping in because I'm going to eventually talk about Squid Games, too. So I don't want to like keep giving him whiplash. But I I think Squid Games is one of the best things that's happened in all year as far as TV Mm -hmm. or film. Here's what I want to say real quick, too. Netflix got this reputation for kind of being the most expendable streaming service. I don't know if you guys heard this. I think we even talked about it a little bit. I agree. They were on a, a long uh, streak. What's the op- a cold streak? <laughs> Can you, is that a thing? They got the think. yips. Yeah, yeah, they got the yips. They, there was, got the they yips. were on a long cold streak. They were putting shit after shit after shit out. And it was like, hey, if I was going to actually drop a streaming service, which I'm never going to do, it would be Netflix, probably. Mm-hmm. All the other ones have you know, premium content. Netflix um, has been on my chopping block constantly. Over the last but year. Netflix has come out with fucking banger after banger the last three months. There's the Witcher anime, which I know I'm the only one that's super into that, but it is actually glorious. Uh, Jimmy watched yeah, it, right? Yeah, I did watch it. That's a really good, good movie. Yeah. Um, and then they did Brand New Cherry Flavor. Mm. And then they did Midnight Mass. Mm. And then immediately followed up with Squid Game. And their films have been good. Um, I haven't been watching Made, but that's supposed to be amazing. Like I told you, Worth was great. Mm-hmm. Anybody watched the new Gyllenhaal film, The Guilty? I did. I actually watched it two days ago when it came out. Is that, that good? It's really good. Uh, it's super artsy. Um, it's like a one, one set piece. So uh, it's I liked it a lot. Like a one room? It's, like yeah, a play? Like, yeah, like he doesn't go anywhere. It's shot within. He's a 911 call operator. Oh, nice. Oh, so it's like yeah. locked? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, so it's super good. Uh, very, yeah, it's very well written. I liked it a lot. So, so Netflix, off your chopping block, sir. It's off. It's off the chopping block. But Hulu, now, your days are numbered. <laughs> I, I fuck with Hulu though. Like, I do too. Hardcore. Like, Who's, I really never think to CSI. pull up Hulu. <laughs> yeah, is that I, where CSI is? Yeah. CSI, it's got it's got a bunch of original content that's coming out now. Yeah. I used it to watch Dave. Dave. And money. that's it. And I oh Palm, and uh, Palm Broad Springs City. was dope. Palm Springs. That was dope. 
Broad City guys. I feel like Hulu yeah, has a couple of other things that I keep forgetting that they have. Oh, they have uh, Always Sunny, so that's pretty big. Hulu used to be like my punching bag for streaming services because I don't know if you remember, but like a year or two ago, it had the worst UI in any streaming no, service. No, because available. Amazon Prime Video exists. Yeah, Amazon Prime's well, pretty fucking trash. Well, now, who, like I said, Hulu has completely Fixed done it, it, yeah. and it and it's great now. The worst... no. No, Peacock. Peacock is by far the worst <laughs> in the history of. Did we tell the listeners ever. about the McDonald's trick? We did not. Uh, so, listeners, if you want three free months of premium Peacock, Peacock, and you live in the U.S., I don't know if it's pre. I don't know if it's something you can get internationally, but if you I live love in the that U.S., you just said a premium Peacock. Premium Peacock. I'm a child. Uh, all you have to do is order is DoorDash McDonald's on a Friday during the month of October and they'll send you. Oh, uh, is it on a Friday? Oh, shit. Yeah, I've been telling everybody just DoorDash McDonald's. No, <laughs> They're going to be pissed. It's on Wednesday. Fuck. It has to be on a Friday for some oh, reason. Shit. Okay. Yeah. So you've got uh, three more options. I love that their marketing team was like, Bill, what are we going to do to let people know about Peacock? I don't know, Steve, do you have any ideas? Uh, Bill, I'm not really sure. Here, I I got an idea. He's like eating a big double. (laughs) Steve, I'm with you. What's your idea? So we're the shittiest streaming service, right? Yeah, definitely, for sure. Like, we are just fucking balls ass. Yeah, just dicking yeah. dick the butt bad. We That's true, man. What is your idea? Well, why don't we just pair with some? No, do you understand how much <laughs> dick in the butt bag? <laughs> Should we just do dick in the butt food? And <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, McDonald's? That's what I'm saying. So if we just pair them, you know what I mean? Yeah. The joke was that it's the shittiest food and the shittiest streaming service. You know, oh, they, they would have done hey White man. Castle. Hey man, White hey Castle's man. actually yeah. got beef, and it's their breakfast. Hold on, all right. Okay. Here's something Here people go. don't know. If you're in America, White Castle is famously like a diuretic fast, fast food thing. It's a go. diuretic food, right? Yeah. It'll make you shit. That's what that means for dummies. So it'll <laughs> <laughs> make you pee. Does it really? Yeah. I, I was called White Castle. Is it emetic? I don't. Know. I think it's emetic that makes you. Sh- no, that makes you throw up. Anyway, I always thought White Castle was Gremlins food because it is neither good nor edible unless after midnight. I, but they they make that. these breakfast sandwiches with like little sliders and real fried eggs, like an actual fried egg on you can tell oh, in sure. a pan on top. And they have waffle buns to put yeah, around those either. Are fire. Those are fucking flame diggity. <laughs> you know what else is aye, fire? Aye, aye. They're uh, they're uh, hash browns, bro. No, nobody else gives you the bag of hash browns that are way better. Are we sponsored by White Castles this week? <laughs> White Castle, uh, reach out to us. No, they had breakfast. Everybody has breakfast now. It's yeah. like the thing, right? Taco Bell's even got breakfast. I've never had that. I'm afraid of yeah, that. Get that. <laughs> yeah, the Wendy's Baconator is good. Yet? No. Oh, damn. But you can eat it for breakfast. Okay. It's really gummy. Wait, mm. Wendy's has a Baconator in the morning now? It's a sausage Baconator. I have had that. Yeah, it's, it's good. Oh, it's, okay. like, it's pretty big, too. It's girthy. I'm into that. <laughs> uh, what else have you been streaming, Steve? That's it. Okay. Squid Game. So I watched Squid, Squid Game, Game as well. It's dope. You should watch it. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. And then... I uh, also have a little bit of funny news tidbits about Squid Game, not the other one that I already mentioned. So do you remember when he gets the business card at the beginning and it has eight digits on it, and mm-hmm. which is apparently what phone numbers look like in Korea? Mm-hmm. So that's a real phone number. They fucked up big time. <laughs> oh, really? And I saw an article on IndieWire that said Netflix editing Squid Game to remove real phone number after owner gets over 4,000 calls. 
A day. That's it? Quote from him. <laughs> it's been hard for me to go on with daily life, said the man whose real phone number appeared in Squid Game. <laughs> and again, this is an article on IndieWire written by Zach Scharf. So did they call him to interview him? I, yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, man, real sorry. Don't hang up. This is IndieWire. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was insane. So they're working on removing that phone number, but... Because in America, everybody knows, you know, 555 five, 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 five is the move. Yeah. But I guess they don't have a 555 five, five equivalent. Uh, so what do some... they do? Did they just pick a random number? And like, should we check to see if that's something like, nah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to watch this shit. It's yeah. a Korean thing. <laughs> They're definitely not going to look that close. Oh, no. It's the most watched thing ever. <laughs> it's the best thing ever, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that poor guy. And then, uh, okay. So that I watched Squid Game. I also watched uh, Dave Chappelle's new comedy mm. special. Oh, how is it? The I Closer. It it's, uh, I think it is wonderful. I think Dave I a is a singular genius. Really? Yeah. How do they feel about it? I, don't, I haven't asked them about it yet. I just know so, they worked on it. It is very controversial and will be so till the end of time. His last few specials, he he made uh, a lot of jokes about the trans community, LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, uh, the famous phrase is that he often punches down. I'm sure you've heard this terminology, right? Yeah. Um, he actually directly attacks that notion as a philosophy. Uh, I don't punch up or down. I punch lines and... Uh, Anyway, so he, a lot of people are angry because he's spending more of his voice, not only making the same sort of jokes, but actually devoting it to directly responding and attacking his critics rather than just creating different jokes, right? But I think he has crafted, whether you agree with his point of view or not, um, an eloquent point of view and used his platform to explain himself that he does, in fact, mean no harm, even though you do interpret harm, some people out there, right? Um, and he did a very good job of making that clear in a funny way. But I am also a cis, straight, eh, mostly white male, right? Um, so I'm willing to entertain the notion that that is why I see it that way. Um, I just really strongly feel that that is not why I see it that way. I thought it was hilarious. I certainly think it's worth your time. I stayed up way too late last night watching it, and I have no regrets, not even a single letter. I love Dave Chappelle. I, yeah, he's one of my favorite comedians of all time, if not my favorite. And uh, he remains so. Uh, it is his last Netflix special, he says. And so will not be seen by the public for quite some time, he has promised. And so he kind of went out with a bang on purpose. Definitely went ham, yeah. for sure. He pulled no punches. He punches up, down, all around. And uh, <laughs> there's some middle fingers out and munch at many of those punches. Um, so it's very entertaining, for sure. Uh, also, lastly, this is silly, but I watched Uncle Buck. The you ever seen a hatchet? <laughs> I love that you are familiar with the lines of Uncle Buck. That's the John Candy. I believe that was Macaulay Culkin's first film. I think Before so. he did Home Alone. This is where they found him. It's a John Hughes film. Uh, and it is glorious. My son, who's eight, has a penchant for really enjoying like mid to late 80s family and comedy films. So he's nice. like a huge early Tom Hanks fan. Uh, I think I mentioned him on the show before he loves the burbs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we watched John Candy's uncle buck last night. And uh, I hadn't seen that since I was a little kid. First of all, Macaulay Culkin was a, a fucking tour de force as a young child. Oh, like, for sure. His acting ability and, and confidence is incredible. There's that exchange in the kitchen between him and John Candy when they first meet and he asks him that he fires off all those questions. Um, do you remember that scene? Yeah. He's like, do you have a wife? Do you have a girlfriend? Do, do, where do you work? Do you have an office? Uh, and it, it's just this hilarious exchange. Uh, at one point, John Candy stops him and he's like, what's your record for most questions, simultaneous questions asked? And he was 38. 
He's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's super endearing. I love this fucking movie. I didn't know I loved it that much. It's so 80s. It's yeah. so John Hughes. It was awesome. I had a great time. So I thought I would mention that. And that's all that I've been streaming this week. And that brings us to our, oh, wait a second. I do want to mention, I know we don't really do check the gate and shit anymore. But did you guys see the House of Dragon trailer? Yes. Since we're huge Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. Oh, I know yeah. Jimmy's yeah. not. Um, I did. What do you guys think? Are you excited? Are you disappointed? Or are you just I'm all so stoked? Okay. So Andy stoked. loved it. I love Matt Smith. He looks awesome as a Targaryen. As soon as like he walked on screen, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. He absolutely mm-hmm. is going to fit. And uh, it's about like the uh, Blackfire Rebellion, I think, in, mm-hmm. in the uh, history of the... About 200 years before the events of the human friends. in my veins. Injected. <laughs> And I just so want to Targaryen is he supposed to be? Uh, he's Damon. He's Damon. Damon the second or some shit. Yeah. But he, he basically there is like a war. A civil he wouldn't war be the Blackfire, the right? The Blackfire is the one that rebels. Right? The Blackfire is the offshoot that tries to like make their own kingdom. Right. Yeah. So maybe he's Damon. Just Damon Targaryen. Isn't but, the Blackfire uh, rebellion how Hall got burnt? Yes. I think. Uh, I could be wrong. So about I, that. I, I know that like he the, like. In this <laughs> in this world, like Damon uh, Matt Smith's character, like queens his sister, um, with as you do, which is not was not supposed to have been the line of succession or something, uh, and and like it causes a big a big to do a big to do as they say in the role of family. Steve, you were excited about it as well. Yeah, I, I also want to parrot what Andy said that as soon as Matt Smith showed up on screen, I was like, "It's fucking perfect." Matt Smith, yeah. he looks great. Matt Smith, sorry, parrot name. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did have kind of a, I do have a little bit of a worry, and this is just because of my own personal preferences. But Matt Smith is an actor that I love, but he seems to always appear in popular franchises, and at least to me, you're going to disagree with me hard on this, Andy. But at least to me, when hard. he appears into established, successful, nerdy franchises, uh-huh. I, I tend not to like those versions as much as before. So, for instance, I don't like the Doctor Who run that he's the main Doctor. I like him as the Doctor. I don't like that story run. Sure. Uh, he appeared in Terminator. What is it? G- Genesis. And that's not fair. And and and, and there are movies ass. Haven't been a good Terminator since two. No, I, they need they, Terminator must be stopped. But like, I, I had I did have that thought. I'm like, God, I hope it's not another situation of like Matt Smith's awesome. I love him in this thing, but yeah. I just don't like that thing. Hold on. I like the Terminator with Christian Bale in it. <laughs> that is underrated. Yeah. I also kind of like is the it Salvation, I think. Is yes. Yeah. I also like the newest Terminator. Which one? So Dark one. Fate? Yes. I haven't seen that one yet. It's pretty cool. There's a really cool like female Terminator in it. But so uh, I, I believe that uh, at least like the pilot episode is directed by Miguel Sapochnik. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So Fuck yeah! Did, mm. did like the Battle of the Bastards and all the all the big badass ones in the latter couple seasons. The only reason I brought it up is I got really upset watching TikTok the other night, and uh, there was a a really like there was a video. It was a young woman, and it had like six hundred eighty two thousand likes, and it was like this trailer has very low view count. It's not trending on Twitter. They really don't know how bad they ruined the entire future of any of these franchises with how bad the end of season eight was. No one gives a fuck about game of Thrones or anything in that universe anymore. And there were so many comments saying, yeah, it's fucking toast. We don't even give a fuck because they fucked it up so bad. Those people be back. And I'm here to say, <laughs> they'll be fucking back. fuck all of you. You're going to watch it. Yeah, You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all I have to say about that. Oh, you're, shit. You're damn lie. So Pachnik is also the showrunner. That's See? See? Y'all don't even know what you yeah. just done. The double did. D's aren't even on it, you little bitches. 
Yeah. And I think starting from a baseline of not having to finish someone else's storytelling mm-hmm. is going to be a much, uh, maybe not as good in the beginning because it's not George Martin, but it, it'll have a, a much better through line. But but it is it George, is George Martin. Martin. Like, it, like it's world. So, I mean, but, but it's not, not. not his prose. Yeah. It's like if I wrote a Lord of the Rings fanfic, this doesn't mean it's, it's not mm-hmm. Tolkien. Yeah. I'm going to make the hobbits do shit. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm That's sorry. Okay. Did you watch any of it? I watched like he came to my house. <laughs> That's not how we phrase that. We say we've seen parts of it. Yeah, parts of it. <laughs> well, Andy's line. I tried. I tried several times to watch it. And I just you came to my house and never. watched um, the the what's the the end right? Almost yeah. it's the episode where Arya. Uh, I don't want. I'm trying not to spoil it. That's why I'm stuttering so much. But Arya's big moment. The, the yeah, dark Arya's big moment. The dark episode. Okay. I think Jimmy was yeah. there for that. Gotcha. I just couldn't get into it. He was it, just man. bored watching it. I'm like, wow, she got him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she did it. The Yay. long night. The long night. The long night. There you, there you go. go. Thank you so much, Andrew. I was searching hard for that, but trying not to spoil the show. And then lastly, I know I'm droning on. We're running late on the show to start the horror section, but that probably won't actually take that long. This is relevant to last week's episode on uh, James Bond. So I read oh. this article on Screen Rant that said how James Bond character rights hurt Daniel Craig's big story. And we were talking about the issues with Quantum of Solace and Spectre. And my biggest issue was like, why the fuck is there this like Russian doll of conspiracy organizations that's idiotic? And apparently they were forced to do that because when they first started remaking the Bond films, they didn't have the rights to use the villain organization mm-hmm. Spectre. Yeah. And so they had to invent a new one, Quantum. And then they later did get the rights which basically was what they wanted quantum to be. And that's why it's so fucking stupid is it wasn't their fault. It was politics. So that, I mean, this doesn't make the movies any better, but it like helps me explain in my own mind. Oh, they're not idiots. It's just like, there's more at stake here when you're making a movie with big names. Well, maybe they could just dub it and just call it. Yeah. It's a, Oh, I know it's a specter. (laughs) Again, it's an audio format. So you can't tell that we're pretending to be dubbed. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so that brings us to our main event, our very most favoritist, horror films. Lawsuit. Lawsuit. <laughs> Suck it, Carpenter. Suck it. That, of course, is the theme for Halloween. A bangers. It's a classic. It's a classic Halloween song you hear this trick-or-treat and people play this shit on their porch my brother used to cry when he heard this really out of fear yeah he (laughs) was terrified of this movie it is scary the william shatner mask of doom very spooky i love that it's a low budget film with a william shatner mask that somebody painted (laughs) it's a great factoid i wonder what william shatner thinks about that he probably loves it he's probably making money off of it that's what i look like Don't miss me or I'll come and kill you. Do <laughs> y'all remember when there was a big... Stop! Running away. <laughs> uproar uh, from Game of Thrones season one where they used a George Bush mask as a decapitated... Yes, head. I remember that. Yeah. Big Which thing. is understandable. I mean, that's a that's an American. I mean, it's a war that's, American. Also. <laughs> <laughs> that's an American. That's, a, that's straight American. Unlike William Shatner, that's an American. Uh, <laughs> um, so I wanted to start this off because I was uh, having a little trouble. So I wanted to philosophize a bit and we'll start with Andy. What do you guys think is the definition of a horror film? I'm going to try periodically to say horror the way that Andy says it, because I think it's useful because it doesn't sound like I'm saying horror film. Horror. Horror. A horror film. Uh, The horror. The horror. I say horror weird. Weird. I say hall weird. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't. I think it's the correct way. It's just one of those things like. Horror. 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 I say horror film. Horror film. I do horror. 
horror. horror. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's useful. It's you, bud. But anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think mine makes sense. Anyway, what I want to say is like. How do you say it, listener? Write in. Write <laughs> in. Yeah. What do you think is a horror film? Because I think all of my top three could be argued to not even fall in the horror genre category. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a subject of some contention on the interwebs at times. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll just go around the room. Like, what do you, what is that? What's the definition to you? Andy? Oh man. On the spot. It's tough, isn't it? That is tough. Especially on the spot. I didn't have a chance to think about this. Okay. Um, I would say that a horror film, horror film is, uh, a film that is intended to, um, reflect the, darker aspects of the human psyche while also providing an entertainment value that is mostly produced through uh, thrills and discomfort. I think that uh, often they try to, if not scare the audience, then uh, make the, then try to unsettle the audience. Um, But not, not always. Sometimes they're funny and it it can still be a horror film. Uh, Shot of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I, I would call that comedic horror, right? Mm-hmm. Or Cabin in the Woods. Uh, but so I, 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 but I think that ultimately, it, like, it's what they do is try to uh, portray either the darker aspects of the human psyche, what humans are capable of, or what humans are capable of imagining, uh, and reflect kind of our fears. You okay. did that on the spot, man. That was mm. beautiful. Yeah. That was beautiful. I'm Jimmy? Gonna, I'm going to follow that. <laughs> um, to me, it's just... Uh, there is no elitism here on the show. No. Nobody expects anything of us. Uh, We're four stars, sophomore misogyny. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> so you can say, they're spooky. Yeah. <laughs> they're spooky. So in that case, they're spooky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I think, uh, to me, I mean, growing up watching 80s horror movies, it was, you know, obviously intended to scare you. That would be the point, right? Um is it? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean that—that's the whole point of the movie—is to to put you on edge, to make you feel tense, um, to you know make you think about it after the fact. Um, and and to me, like uh, most horror movies have strong female leads in them. You know, um, I just I think they're uh, I just meant to to really fuck your brain up. So, okay, Steve, your brain up. They're spoopy. Spoopy, spoopy, so spoopy. <laughs> no, I mean it's just as. Nah, I mean, nah, I mean, nah, you know what I mean. It's just like, you it's a There's a fucking guy with a fucking knife. He comes out, he's like, ah, jump scare, and you're like, ah, oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> I don't know why I became Watto from Phantom Menace. <laughs> and with a chance cube. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what to add. I mean, and both of your guys' description was pretty spot on. I mean, it's just something to kind of hold a mirror up to society in some sort of way that kind of makes you uncomfortable. Uh, and sometimes that suspense that comes from that uncomfort, um, yeah, that uncomfort will lead to scares. It will lead to unease. Uh, it's just something to get your blood pumping. And at least to me, the best type of horror will make you kind of sit back and think a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that means like what it means to, to be a, a person, what humanity is like, you know, some sort of social issue. When a, any any movie that's able to cross that barrier becomes, you know, better in my opinion, regardless of genre. But I think horror films, because they're really kind of hitting that lizard part of our brains, that fight or flight. <laughs> is that was that the that was real nice? Was that the lizard part of the brain? <laughs> that was the lizard part of the Do brain. Do that again, just slower. 
Oh, <laughs> yummy. But because it can hit us at our, at our most devolved part of our brains, I think that really kind of allows it to kind of, you know, strike more true than I guess, and more primal than some other genres of films can when, when messaging stuff. Mm-hmm. Chris, did you, did you write something down or are you also going to? No, I didn't write it. I just answer. thought of the, well, I just thought of the question right before I asked it, but I, I was thinking, you know, looking at my list briefly, it occurred to me, I had this, uh, this internal struggle. Uh, am I going to get shit for choosing this? Is, you know, is this what the others are thinking that I'm asking for? Right. And Boz then Lerman's thought, Romeo and Juliet. Horror. Horror. <laughs> horror. So, you know, obviously to me, horror, I think of the little book from Pagemaster. Um, you know, that's okay. like a, a genre in general that doesn't even just include movies, obviously. It's, it's you know, it is the darker things, the spooky things. Uh, Spoopy. Uh, vampires. But I think that, you know, you have like, um, what am I, like a Victorian era of horror. And, you know, there's all these subgenres and... I think at its core, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have something to sum it up quickly. I think, I think it's a lot it's, more it's, complex than it's different it gets credit for. Right? Cause I know in my head, I've always been a snob. And so what that means is people don't like to hang out with me, but what it also means <laughs> is that I look down upon horror. I'm one of those people that, um, I was explaining to my tattoo artist today. I said, I, I get accused a lot of, uh, being one of those elevated horror quote unquote guys. And he's like, please explain what elevated horror is. And I'm like, well, I can't without being an asshole because I, I really do think that he's like, well, just, you know, give me an example. And I'm like, OK, do you see a difference fundamentally between uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Get Out or Us? And he's like, absolutely. And I'm like, OK, so that's elevated horror. Get Out, Us, those kinds of movies that have like a deeper symbolism and meaning, but also provide those thrills and, and, and scares. And um, he's like, well, yeah, I mean, but that's not. They're both great. I'm like, I know that, but I do see a difference. Some people think I'm an asshole for that. Um, But I think that horror in its purest form, like Jimmy alluded to like the 80s slasher uh, films, stuff like that. I think in the 70s, it was all about being shocking. Um, You had um, uh, the fucking Chainsaw Guy, right? Chainsaw Massacre. Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre, uh, and you know they were trying to their face. They were they were playing with with gore and and body horror and things like they never had before. And then in the eighties, we got slasher flicks, and there was uh, and there's always been a, a a really sexual element to horror. Um, well, I think there's been a big morality aspect to horror in general, and sure. so that sexuality inevitably becomes part of it. Because like if you're in a horror film. If you have sex, you die. Mm-hmm. You're usually the first to die. Right. They're like modern day fairy tales where they're just trying to scare you to have some sort of like morality to them, especially in that era. Mm-hmm. But they also like Jimmy alluded to it and, and Andy talked at length about it. But, you know, and, and even you as well. But I don't even want to I hesitate to say I don't want to be judgy. I got a lot of friends now. Like I know Carmelita watches hundreds more movies a week than I do. And, uh, you know, she knows uh, a lot about horror and I, I keep thinking about her listening and judging me and I get scared because mm-hmm. she knows a lot more about it than I do. But I think that there is a difference to me. I do prefer, and there's been a huge wave of some kind of revolution in horror is the way I see it, uh, uh, of these kinds of movies that they do scare me. There are jump scares, but at the end of it, like I think for weeks about, the human condition and you know, like what it was trying to get me to see about, about life. And like, I never got that 
from Jason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I was just like, ooh, the mask with the shetty. Ooh, I don't hit no shetty. You know? <laughs> I don't get hung on no meat hook. That no, suck. You know? No me gusta. <laughs> no me gusta. So anyway, uh, you guys all did a, a much better job of, of talking about what the definition is. And so with that, we'll start like we always do with our third best and then number two and then all share our number one. Favorite horror movie of all time with a couple honorable mentions. Sure. Um, However, just know that this list is completely arbitrary and uh, 100% subjective. It's a subjective art art form. And I I narrowed it down straight from 40 to three. So (laughs) it's like I was reading through like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Randomly pick them. Sure. Um, But these are the ones that jumped out at me. Andrew, start with you. Uh, well, the first one that I was going to bring up is one that you already brought up. Get Out. Uh, really? Oh, that was your third that I couldn't guess because yeah. I know the other two, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, That's Get a Out, great choice. Is, uh, written and directed by Jordan Peele is, uh, uh, like Chris said, the ultimate example of elevated horror, prestige horror. Uh, it has social commentary almost more so than The Scares, but... And if you go through and watch that movie again, like it doesn't really start to try to get scary until like three quarters of the way through. It's mostly unsettling up to that point and mm-hmm. then leans into the more like uh, actual horror aspects uh, in, in the third act. And I think the pacing of it is absolutely perfect uh, for what it is. You, There are other types of horror movies that it wouldn't work like that to not really know what's going on until the third act. It's pretty long ways away. Um I think that it's insanely well written. I, I tweeted about this uh, months ago, but I think it's one of the tightest scripts ever written. Everything either uh, is foreshadowing something else, uh, perfectly characterizes uh, a, a individual within the film, or um, establishes like the theme, and it is brilliant. Now, it's hard to... Um, as a white person, it's hard to recognize the full impact of it. I can only see it through my lens. Uh, but to me, it is just an exceptional view into like, um, some of the more extreme fears that may be present in a black experience in white America, but also is just wickedly clever and poignant and occasionally spoopy. (laughs) jimmy what is your number three favorite horror film of all time uh to be honest with you i didn't rate them one to three yeah just pick one okay cool uh so get the fuck out (laughs) immediately i thought of hereditary um especially Mm. being you know being in my adult life i don't really look at horror films to get scared as much anymore but uh when i watched that movie i was just struck like I, I thought about it a lot after the movie um still to this day anytime i hear that i <laughs> i immediately think of that movie um it's i think it's every more- time i pull out he thinks of hereditary <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh yeah that, that movie it it's psychologically messed up um uh, i can't i don't know the actress's name but i watched her a lot in the united states of tarot she was incredible in that tony collette yeah there you go Thank you. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, that would have to be the first thing that popped in my brain when he said. Very good choices. Hereditary's fantastic. Mr. Steve. All right. So. You handsome son of a bitch. I'm notoriously the one who's not super into horror films on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I 
when you when you said that we had to have three, I thought of my first two right at the jump, like boom, boom. And I struggled, boom, boom. I struggled really hard to come up with a third. Um, and I could have picked a bunch of really good candidates for three, um, you know, movies that I thought were interesting or at least were worth, you know, maybe not everyone's seen them. Mm. Uh, like, and this isn't my number three, but I consider putting Hush on there. Have you guys seen Hush? Yes. The 2016 film? I never saw it. It's, uh, it's, it's made by the Midnight Mass guy. Yeah, Mike Flanagan also. Is that a Flanagan? Also starring yeah. Kate Siegel. They, oh! He wrote it with Kate Siegel. It's fantastic. Oh! Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that, that movie in particular is about a uh, a uh, like a slasher uh, raiding this woman's home. The woman happens to be deaf and mute. So the film is from her perspective. So it's a very quiet film and it doesn't use a lot of sound that effects. That would be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a lot of like the guys like behind her the whole time, but she doesn't realize it because she just can't mm-hmm. perceive him there. Uh, but it's but that's very good. I did not put it on here, but I did want to shout it out because I think it is worth a try, and I don't think a lot of people have seen that. But my number three horror film is considered cosmic horror, body horror. Uh, it's uh, a little film called Annihilation. Oh, 2018's Annihilation. Mm. If you don't know what it is, it is a biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. It stars Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson, Oscar Isaac, and is directed by Alex Garland. Friend of the uh, show, Alex, is going to be really happy about yeah, this. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Is he a big guy? He's, he's, he's always tweeting about Annihilation. I absolutely yeah. love that movie. That's one of those movies where I, I left the theater and I was looking at the person I was with and was like, what the hell did we just watch? Yeah. It's super, it's messed up. It's such a messed up movie. It's one of those movies that, you know, I haven't seen it. I've only seen it once. I've only seen it in theaters. And famously, I told the story of the story of when I did see it in theaters and I was surrounded by people who were very different people. There was the, there was a, this movie sucks guy to my left. There was the, uh, oh my God, this movie's amazing guy to my right. And there were the two old women who were like, we didn't know what we signed up for (laughs) behind me. Uh, but it's one of those movies where like is that a bear oh no I thought I loved that human voice <laughs> that bear scene may be the most terrifying scene in any movie of all time yeah it's it's pretty scary uh, it's it, it, it's one of those movies, like I said, that I haven't seen since I originally saw it in theaters, but I think of it all the time. It's it's haunting in the way that it just stays with you. Uh, I did write a, for all my picks. I did write some facts, but also some funny things that I thought you guys might enjoy. Uh, you might know it's based on the first book in the Southern Reach trilogy. Uh, and Garland specifically wrote and directed the film. He, he, he didn't go back and rewrite or reread the book that it's based off of. Instead, he decided to tackle the film from the perspective of filming it as if it were a dream of a book. And I think he nails that because if you do watch that movie, it, there's something very dreamlike to it the entire time. It's almost like you're not really. I need to watch it again. Everything's not yeah, really same. happening. It's so bizarre. Uh uh, David Ellison, who is a Paramount financer, wanted the ending change because he thought it was dumb and needed wider appeal. He didn't like the ending. He also thought they needed to rewrite and refilm scenes with Natalie Portman to make her more likable as a character. But thankfully, the producer, Scott Rudin, uh, was like, uh, no, uh, Garland gets final say and this is what he wants. Do it. So we have to thank that guy for. Thanks, Scott Rudin. Yeah, thanks, man, for not You're allowing welcome. that to happen. I just remember <laughs> feeling like this is reductive. Ex Machina was better and just kind of not thinking about it much. That's fair. I like Ex Machina more. Because I was so fucking stoked for Annihilation because of Ex Machina mm-hmm. and my huge um, Natalie Portman, you know, fandom. 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 Um, anyway, uh, uh, I need to give it another try. 
You should, because you don't want to be like Kimberly Jones of the Austin Chronicle. <laughs> because in her review, she said this about Annihilation. You don't, you don't get it as more of a strategic posture than a nothing to see here, but the latter is where I ended up, exhausted by the journey and bored by its conclusions. You know what, Kimberly Jones of the Austin Chronicle? Fuck you! Because yeah. <laughs> this movie rocks. Yeah. Karen Jones. I'm going to be blasting a lot of film critics in this. Awesome. (laughs) I love that you pulled out a negative review. I found negative reviews for everyone. I know. That's what I'm seeing it. It's coming. I'm super (laughs) underprepared. I didn't do that. Well, the whole shtick, you'll see, but my number one, there was, I I found my number one first and found up all the fun stuff. And I found this review quote about my number one film and that kind of kicked off. Oh, I got to find a negative review for everything now because that was too perfect. (laughs) Chris, what is your number three? So I'm just, I'm being honest here. I'm not going to mention any films that I haven't talked about ad nauseum on this show because I thought that that was the most honest thing to do, but I probably should have been political about it and tried to plug some films that we don't talk about much, but I didn't do that. I just tried to be as real as I could. So my number three is Raw, the Julia Ducourneau film. Monday Night Raw. Written and directed. Yes. (laughs) It's a horror every week. (laughs) It is. Uh, No, it's the first film of the movie I talked about last week, Titan, that she wrote and directed as well. Uh, This came out in uh, 2016. I believe it was my favorite film of that year. I saw it in theaters with Andy. Um, (laughs) And I absolutely adore this film. And it's, it's a horror film. It's a coming of age film disguised as a horror film. And I, I remember like talking to Andy, like, I, I feel like, I'm pondering what it would be like to grow up as a young woman right now, a lot more than I ever thought I would. And I love that a horror film made me do that. Do you know what I mean? Like that is the potential power of it. And I was obviously extremely unsettled, but like to good purpose, like I'm going to be a better ally and and man now. It opened up a new door of thought for you. It did. And uh, for that, I will always love it. It's kind of always in the back of my mind. Uh, I watched it a few times now. I still love it. I think it is a, a work of, of genius. And I am very excited to see what Julia does in the future. But that is 2016's Raw. Mm-hmm. Andy, what is your number n- 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 I didn't know that we could <laughs> shout out things and not have them on the list. So real quick, shout out to 1999's Stir of Echoes starring Kevin Bacon. Oh, that movie uh, fucking rocks. Dude yeah. is put in a hypnotic trance at a party. And after that starts uh, experiencing supernatural phenomenon witnessing this dead girl and it becomes kind of this horror mystery thing great uh, movie i love the fuck out of that movie that, that was, was one of my date one. movies also date hollow date. man Ooh. starring kevin bacon where you get to see his dick a yeah, little bit definitely see his pp kevin hogg you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh let's see so uh my number two is one that i've also talked about ad nauseum on here and that is uh fede alvarez's remake of evil dead uh, it is body horror to the extreme, uh, but also very poignant. It's a story about addiction uh, and like the, the lengths that you'll go to in order to try to help somebody go through the darker things that they're experiencing in life. Um, it is has some of the most, to me, iconic uh, and gut-wrenching, unsettling, wonderful horror moments that you just don't get. Like when this, this, this group of kids in this cabin are periodically being possessed and one character who shall remain nameless like gets Joe. absolutely just demolished <laughs> like possessed and like cuts their own arm off and then uh shoots nail guns in uh, shoots a nail gun into their face and then gets their other hand blown off by a shotgun and like they're just pouring blood everywhere and stumbling around and then the demon leaves them for a second and like they turn around and they're like why are you hurting me and like the way that it's done is so fucked up and beautiful and 
Oh my God. It gives me, gives me chills thinking about it. But, um, a Fede Alvarez has a way to pull extreme emotion out of some extremely unsettling sequences. Um, there's a uh, live burial sequence where we get just a head in a bag and a pile of dirt and this wonderful, like, uh, exchange between two characters that gives you a lot of backstory and is also extremely scary because of the way it's done. Also, I learned that uh, they actually buried that actor mm-hmm. during that sequence because Fede thought that he would get a more real performance out of the other actor in the sequence. <laughs> oh, really? Other actor. Let's really kill him. And I'm like, <laughs> you're for the benefit of the other actor. <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking psycho. I don't I have no idea why he would do that. That, that. that sounds like something you and me would have done when yeah, we were sure. making movies. Like, yeah, no, we're going to actually bury you. Why? But it would be me, to be fair. It's like, you're an actor. Or they're an actor, Fade. They can pretend there's a person down there. It doesn't matter. Um, and to me, I think that's probably, I, I think Evil Dead is probably the best remake of all time. Um, that's fair. Yeah. It I, is extremely good. No, I was just agree with you. I absolutely love that movie. I, I think about it often because I'm a member of AA. Um, I liked heroin a lot. And the main character in that story was a, was an addict. And I specifically remember sitting on the couch, not having very much money in my bank account and renting that movie um, while I was trying to kick dope. And there's a scene where she throws all her shit down the mm-hmm. thing. Down the well. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then everybody dies. You couldn't find a well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> also, like, the the props people did not know how much heroin was a lot. And she, yeah. she dumps out, like, oh, three man. ounces. Yeah. <laughs> like, she got money. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. I just wanted to be the well. <laughs> oh. uh, the, the Evil Dead remake. Uh, phenomenal. It's phenomenal. fine. Uh, numero dos for you, El Hime. El Hime. Hime J. I, again, I thought about, immediately just thought about movies that stuck out to me. And one of them, I, I was a kid, I was terrified of this movie. Like my number one pick was Stephen King's The Dark Half. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. No, uh, I actually have not. It's it's super like campy, but it's, it's George Romero did it. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's about a writer who like, is uh is it's got like a a twin brother who ends up killing people or whatever, but it's like they're psychically connected. Um, it's just a really terrifying movie that made me scared of ravens or sparrows for a long time because they're like a flock of sparrows following around in the movie. But okay. um, <laughs> it's it, it's super it's super like I think it's Timothy Hutton is the actor's name. Um, okay, it's really really good uh, movie. I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd be like. Psh, from haunting of hill house yeah really Uh, what was it i'm sorry he's from haunting a hill house oh okay yeah the dark half uh stephen king and i didn't know george romero did the screenplay for it so i think that's pretty cool it is cool yeah steve what is your uh i tried to find a negative review but i couldn't find one because it's perfect (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna read the synopsis for my number two and see if you guys can guess it just from the synopsis all right uh it reads a widowed former priest Halloween living with his children and brother on a Pennsylvania farm finds mysterious crop circles in their signs. Yes. I'm not going to, I was going to say, I'm not going to guess cause I can see it. <laughs> oh shit. Here. It's yes. Like, like you're reading to a bunch of children. You're like, as soon as you said crop circles, I knew it was toast. Mm. So yeah, 2002 signs directed by M night. Shyamalan. A lot of people argue this is his best film and not the sixth sense. I 
you know, you have to agree because you didn't put six cents on the list, that's motherfucker. True. I guess I don't consider six cents a horror film. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. It, uh, yeah, I mean that's fair. It, it was scary. Is. It was scary. So this, so this movie. You know, a lot of people will ask me like, hey, what horror films do you like? And I always say signs. And a lot of people will often raise their eyebrows at me or just kind of like, signs, you wimpy pussy. Oh, really? is, that, is that scary? <laughs> is that scary to you, little baby? Spooky. <laughs> that's not spooky. That's aliens, idiot. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show. I'm sure I have. But I have an irrational fear of little gray aliens. They freak me the fuck out. Really? They have to be gray or they have to be little or is it really? aliens? It's, it's that stereotypical, oh, like, the big, big black yeah. eyes, little short things. Oh. I have some great horror movies for you then, dude. They will freak you the fuck out. Dude. Um, he doesn't it, want to watch the well, man. They're it spooky. Started, it started when I was, like, a little kid. This was, like, in the 90s. We had, like, cable. We, you could watch Discovery Channel. And I remember the time Discovery Channel had, like, this documentary about the Roswell things. And they had that... Um, I forget what they call it, but it's that supposed autopsy video of the Area 51 yes. aliens. And that, like, messed me up as a kid. Mm. And then I also suffer, suffer from sleep paralysis. And oh, I didn't know that. I have experienced it myself. It's and, terrifying. And you know how it's terrifying how you can't move, mm-hmm. but you can... Do you, do you see... Which person do you see? Because usually there's a... There's I a, see the top hat guy. The top hat yeah. guy? So I see... What? <laughs> what? I, yeah, what's going on? You just on? said the top hat guy. Like so there's a, There have been a lot of studies that people sleep paralysis experience the same shit, but there's always like... There's a frequent there, amount of characters? There's like phantoms that people see mm-hmm. during this, this the paralysis phase. And some of them, like, it, there's like old timey figures. There's demons. There's other creatures of the night. So you said I see the top hat guy. Yeah. And, and, and you knew what, knew what he meant? Yeah, I know it because I because there's a couple good documentaries on it. You can actually, I just remembered that there is a, some Netflix documentary that was actually really good. Yeah, about sleep paralysis. And they talk about the different genres of, of characters that people see. Because if you're a very religious person, you might interpret it as an angel coming to see you, um, porn star. And because I think I have this fear of old grays, when I have it, I have the fear of being abducted. And there was there was one summer, a really bad summer. I think it was 2013 or 2014, where it happened like three times in the course of a month. The first time I woke up, dude, dude at the end of my bed, and and I f- remember them like grabbing my foot and trying to pull me out of the bed. I remember um, being asleep, and there was like tiled floor, and there was a door that exited my room, but, but then there would be a tiled floor that went to my bed. And I remember waking up and feeling like I heard something there, but then I hear like feet smacking like running up to my bed and just like something yelling in my face but i've always attributed to like being abducted by aliens for whatever reason because that horrifies me so of course signs which is about this when i was a little kid in high well i was in high school at the time when i was in high school this movie was scared the shit you were a little kid as you were in high school Uh, i was scared to like go out at night and take my dog out for a walk because i was worried there'd be an alien on my roof (laughs) it seriously scared me and this is the most Hitchcockian I think M. Night gets with his movies like watch this movie again there's like some very like Hitchcock shots like uh, deep focus we call them cock shots shots. Mm, I was waiting for it Uh, (laughs) peacock peacock Um, and, and, and also the scares in this movie I think generate a real contextualness that I think a lot of horror films don't have for me. Like I, I, I've never been chased by an ax murder or anything like that. So like when people are like, Oh, he's got a knife, he's running after me. That means nothing to me. Cause I've never had that in my life happen. So I don't know how I do. You that. haven't. <laughs> I have, however, been abducted by aliens uh, clearly, <laughs> but, but no, like in terms of like, I always point to the scene where, um, 
M. Knight's character locked an alien in his pantry and Mel Gibson walks in and is like, oh, we're the police. He's like, he's, he doesn't want to admit that this could be an alien. He thinks it's just a prankster. He's like, we're the police. But before he says that, you see the shadow underneath the door of the creature behind the door pacing. And then when he says, hello, it's the police, the shadow stops because it hears him. And to me, that is so fucking scary. Mm. Because I know what that's like to like be afraid of something behind the door and seeing the shadow. And then if it stops, it, oh, it heard me. Oh, shit. Um, stuff like that is why this movie really, you know, exceeds my, it, it, it earns a spot on my list. Um, now for some fun trivia bits. Did you know that Joaquin Phoenix was not originally cast in this movie? No. Originally, it was Mark Ruffalo. But he was replaced by Joaquin Phoenix because that was when Mark Ruffalo found out that he had a brain tumor and oh, could not yeah. film. Luckily, it turned out to be benign. As you know, Mark Ruffalo is still around with us. He's the fucking Hulk. He's the Hulk, baby. <laughs> uh, considered ti- titles for the movie uh, was the incredibly boring Visitors or the incredibly ridiculous The Alien Bulletin. The <laughs> Alien Bulletin. That would have been way better. I definitely would want to see that. He ended up making a movie called The Visit, right? Yeah, he did. With the... the- Creepy grandparents. Mm-hmm. That was actually really good. If you guys ever never saw it, and then fun fact: the uh, the 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 dinner table scene where he's like crying, and he's like yelling at his kids, like we're not doing prayer. Apparently, that only took them three hours to film. Conversely, the pantry fi- scene took them three weeks to film, which I thought was just an interesting thing. And then lastly, my my uh, <laughs> film review. <laughs> From John Powers of the LA Weekly, enthralled by his own genius and desire to make another blockbuster, Shyamalan has taken a terrific B-movie idea and inflated it into what he wants us to believe as a serious commentary on faith. Ooh, but then Christopher Smith from the from Banger Daily News follows up with <laughs> calling Banger it Daily News. Crap circles. Wait, crap circles. What? what was Did you say it? Daily Banger News? Yeah. Banger Daily News. Banger oh, Daily. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Banger Daily. I hardly know her. <laughs> Thank you for calling Banger Daily. Um, I hope you specifically Banger Main. Mm. So his whole review was crap circles? Yep. <laughs> it was just crap circles. <laughs> All right. My number two uh, is another movie I've talked about frequently on here and is also made pretty frequently. Pretty Pretty frequently. Recently. Um, I'm not going to be an asshole and just shout out other movies that I think should be talked about, like The Shining. Why are you throwing us on blast, bro? (laughs) What else are you not going to talk about? (laughs) I'm also not going to talk about Knock Knock. He's there. So have you seen the film? Keanu Reeves. Oh, is it the with Anna Day? Anna Darmus. I haven't seen an Eli Roth film. So I did want to talk about Knock Knock briefly. It's not on my list, but this movie fucked me up. So have you, do you even, do you, have you heard of it at all? Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So the, these two attractive young women show up at Keanu Reeves's house um, and horror things ensue. Now um, is it Keanu Reeves playing Keanu Reeves? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. um, but what's shocking about this movie to me is it's like at least from a man's perspective this is a terrible situation right he really does love his wife he really is a happy successful architect and he really is alone in his home by himself trying to work and not bothering anybody when Anna de Armas shows up mm-hmm. and gets naked in his house and tries to seduce him right and I for one Whoa. believe that's not fair now I would tell her to get the fuck out I'd probably and honey, you know that if you're listening, would do this. I might beat her ass, right? <laughs> I would tell her to get the fuck out after she saw me. <laughs> but I just think that the way that they turn this um, into a horror concept. Now, eventually they get violent and stuff as well. But the really the crux of this issue is his own guilt 
and uh, and the fear of it coming out to his wife and family and destroying everything that he's built, right? Um, or been given from one perspective. So I, I, this movie stuck with me. It really fucked me up at the time. I just felt like that was like, for some reason, like all these like leprechauns ripping people to shreds and stuff was nowhere near as like violent to my psyche as just one man's weakness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this hilarious line towards the end and I, I hope I'm not spoiling it, but I have to mention it because it's so funny. Um, it's almost the, the climax of the film. And he said, there's no fucking thing is such thing as free pizza, right? Like that's the, that is the, the theme of this movie, right? Like no such thing this. free pizza. this guy thought he was going to get free pizza and there is no such thing. And that was what Eli Roth wanted to say to the world. <laughs> and I will never get out of my head the image of Keanu Reeves angrily shouting, there's no such thing as fucking free pizza. Uh, I should have known, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. <laughs> like, um, anyway, um, that's all I have about Knock Knock. Please watch it. It's, uh, I think it's not talked about enough. Any hoozle. I, w- I did want to bring up Robert Eggers' debut film. The Witch. Oh, so you are nominating other films, huh? This is number two. Yeah, that was not my number two. This is. Uh, that was the joke, Steve. You're fucking slow, aren't you, buddy? Uh, <laughs> oh, he's got to breathe it out. Breathe. Do your box breathing techniques. Um, so this film was in 2015, and he came out. It was, this, it was the same year as Ari Aster did Hereditary. I think so. Probably. I think they came out together as like a, a tour de force duo. Um, this stars Ralph Ennison. And Anya Taylor-Joy and gave us, gifted the world Anya Taylor-Joy, in fact, in my mind. Um, this movie, this is one of those ones where a lot of people don't even consider it a horror film. Three years between um, them. Really? Mm-hmm. 2018 was hereditary? Mm-hmm. Are you shit? Are you shitting my dick? I am shitting all over your dick. <laughs> yeah, so, Hereditary and Midsummer came back to back. It was pretty crazy how fast the turnaround was. Yeah. Uh, so what did we? What did you say was three years apart then? Uh, three. Oh, Hereditary and Midsummer was back to back. Really? Yeah. That they, they, they was that was like eighteen and nineteen. Whereas you were you were saying uh, the witch and Hereditary yeah, were thought, pretty close together. It was three year gap. But they not. They not. They not. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho'sle. I absolutely love The Witch. I don't care if you think it's a horror film or not. I do. And I think that it's a horror film. Just this constant state of unease that it puts me in. And and this realistic portrayal of, um, you know, the founding of this country, like 1600s era America is just the most depressing, awful looking shit to me. And I feel like in our in our cultural zeitgeist, we always want to make it look like but it's it's just like gray and like hard soil and hunger and disease and like you could die any moment. horrible religiosity and <laughs> it's like Ugh, and which is kind of what it's like now in america in most places but um so it's just like you know west virginia is what i'm saying this movie is and it's haunting but we have um, toilet paper at least yeah at least uh but ralph Ennison is fucking phenomenal in this film uh, and I watch it from time to time and I just voice. marvel at it. Um, he has I, such a cool voice. Robert Eggers was a very young man when this came out. And uh, I, I just honestly, I can't believe he got it funded. Um, and the fact that it exists. It's incredible. Triumph. They handcrafted most of the stuff in that movie to be, they crafted period accurate. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's amazing that they, they, they put so much care into crafting that movie. What's the name of the goat? Philip or Black Black, Black, Black Philip Black Philip. I almost chose that movie. It's incredible. I watched it probably a month ago. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm ready for a we, a we watch. <laughs> we watch. I should say what it's about. It's about a family in the 1630s, New England. Uh, it's torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession, says IMDb. I didn't tell you what Raw was about either. Just fucking Google it. It's fucking amazing. I don't know why I'm cursing so much this evening. It's probably the horror theme. It's got me on edge. I mean, it's, it's an edgy episode. Hey, most horror films are rated R. That's so. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Yours was PG-13 because you are a sissy. <laughs> <laughs> There's aliens hey, on the radio. Stir of Echoes is PG-13. That movie rocks. It, do, it does rock. Andy, what is your number one favorite arbitrarily crap-picked horror film of all time? Picked horror crap film. circles. Uh, Chris, we can say it together. Ready? Three, two. Hold on. One. I'm not ready. Okay. Okay, I got it. Three, two, one. It, it follows. follows. I knew yes. he was going to pick that. It follows. <laughs> you said that so disappointed, Chris. It follows. It follows. <laughs> that movie. Uh, no, it's a wonderful film. I'm just saying because I had to say, I'm not ready. I feel like I ruined Andy's thing. <laughs> but I was looking at my phone. Anyway, just Chris knew one of the movies that I was going to pick. I didn't know Get Out, apparently. But I knew Evil uh, Dead and It Follows. Had it Follows is amazing. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's basically the STD horror movie. You Do have- you know what my number one is? I bet you won't. Uh, Never mind. You won't. Guess. I thought it was going to be raw. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, let me think about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, It Follows is basically the STD horror film. Uh, movie opens with a girl having sex. Well, actually, it opens with, and one of the coolest openings in a horror movie ever, this girl running out of her house. Uh, and, and it does the, like this long 360 pan around her street. And this girl's running around the camera apparently being followed by something that we can't see at any point, even though the camera's looking everywhere, we see nothing. And people are standing on the street in this middle of the day. People are standing on the street like, you okay? And like the the father comes out on the porch. He's like, honey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm so sorry. And runs away. <laughs> and, then, and then we get like, uh, kind of like Jaws where uh, we get- we A get, shark? Not a shark, but we get her dead ass body, like her legs. <laughs> Her legs snapped backwards, laying in the sand. Uh, it just cuts to her being dead. We we don't know what killed her or any of that. It is a, a phenomenal cold. Is it a cold open or? Uh, yes. Can you have a cold I, open I, in a movie? I think that it, it that is before the title card, I think. Uh, but so the whole premise is that you have sex. With, if you have sex with a person that has this curse, uh, you will there, then after always be followed by this being that is going to kill you. At all times, it is always moving towards you, and you have two options. You can either run, or you can fuck somebody else and pass it on to them. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) And so our protagonist, early on in the film... uh, I forget how it ends, but... Has sex with a boy. Can you just fuck and, the monster? And then... <laughs> and it kills it. You know what I mean? And, and, <laughs> oh, no. Wasted by my own petard. It was all I ever wanted. <laughs> uh, but so, uh, our, our young protagonist has sex with a boy, and then uh, his drug wakes up, tied to a chair, and he apologizes and explains the rules to her and bails. Uh, and then... Apologizes. And from then on... And this is the genius of this film. At all times, you are looking everywhere on the screen to try to find it. It's like a fucked up Where's Waldo. Exactly. Like, at all times, that thing is looking for our main character. Always. And so, you occasionally see it. And it can take different forms. You never know what it actually looks like. Uh, You'll occasionally see it in the background of a shot. And like it is fucking brilliant because and it's 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 slow, right? It's not like a crazy like I'm gonna get you, monster, right? It it kind of <laughs> yeah, towards you. It's like a Michael Myers slow, okay. you know. It, 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 so you can <laughs> see it down the street, and, and you're like, get away from me, and it's like, eh, like you can move to Italy, and you're good for a couple months, but it will find you. 
You know, I saw I mean? a video the other day and said, Michael Myers, when the camera cuts away and it's him running real fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And then he stops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool. I was just walking. Oh, camera's back on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it occasionally has uh, some pretty uh, graphic moments. Um, it, but it, it, it deals really well with kind of like uh, sexual stigma, um, especially in like a young, I won't say preteen, but teenage to early adult uh, experience, but also is just spookier and shit. I love so much the conceit of you're always looking at the entire screen. Like I, I, there's never been a, a movie conceit that has ever made me care so much about every bit of the mise-en-scene. What's so funny? I'm laughing because I'm sorry. I just pictured like we, me, you and I make a horror film and then like the blurb on the DVD box is just like Southern Chronicles quote spookier and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm going to buy this one. <laughs> Honey, this one's spookier and shit. We got we to gotta watch it. <laughs> uh, sometimes my Kentucky boy comes out. Spookier and shit. It's going to be spookier and shit. Well, I better get out of here. <laughs> oh, I'm not Myers and that. Oh, this one's spoopy. <laughs> um, thank you, Andy. Anything else you want to say about it follows? Uh, watch it. Watch that. <laughs> I do have a phenomenal steel book of this film. And I just want to, I'm a physical media guy. So I'm gonna throw that Brag. out there. Uh, shameless plug for my DVD collection. Steve is not your name. Jimmy, <laughs> what is your number one horror you call film? call me whatever you want. Um, <laughs> Uh, I immediately thought of Candyman, the original. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing you guys do? Steve was drunk watching a movie in the theater with us. And when that trailer played, he's eating his nachos going, Candyman. (laughs) Candyman. (laughs) All right. Well, it's not as scary anymore. Um, The original did terrify me as a a tot. Yeah. I, uh, it was, it was a movie that I wasn't allowed to watch. I, I remember my parents watching it and telling me to go in the other room. And I remember sneaking out with my brother to watch it um and it, it just it scares me to death uh, uh the the dog scene where they cut the dog's head off and, oh shit yeah and the guy just some big guy coming at you with a hook on his hand it's pretty terrifying did you guys know there's a kid. website called does the dog die.com where yes. you can like look up any movie and see if the dog dies to know if you want to watch it or not yep Really? Twitter yeah. account for, can you pet the dog for video games? <laughs> I follow both those things. Oh, nice. Um, I just want to throw that out there for dog lovers. Yeah, I'm going to check that out uh, before I watch my next movie. Um, yeah, it, I it, only it, want to watch ones where the dog dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it dies in this one? Good. Let me run it. Uh, it. It terrified me. It made me scared of bees, That the honey scene and the bees on the guy. Yeah, uh, the Candyman affiliation with bees in my memory is strange. Yeah. But it's um, strong. I did recently watch Jordan Peele's remake, or not remake, it's actually a sequel of the first one, which I did not know going yeah. into it. So I was super surprised about that. Uh, that is phenomenal too as well, if you guys haven't seen that. Do you guys recommend that I rewatch the 1992 or 95? The 1990s version? 95 was the second one. I've never seen the original and still enjoyed the hell out of the new one. So. Yeah. Uh, you should, I want to go back and watch the original just and then watch the new one again just so I can kind of piece everything any, like, together. Yeah. Close references or anything. Yeah. Did but, the character that gets burned alive in the first uh, Candyman, yeah. that image fucked me up as a kid. I, I still think about that. I'm like, God, oh, that was so... I, I, I want to watch it because I haven't seen it s- since I've been an adult. Yeah. I want to go back and watch it to see if it's as horrifying as I remember yeah, being. certain things that are just burned in your head. I wonder what I'm doing to Mason letting him watch certain things, but... 
And even um, to this day, I'd probably be a little edgy if I went there on on edge. If I went to the bathroom and was like, and tried to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's ridiculous. That being said, I have not done that. Yeah. Cause I, you're a pussy. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I know it's ridiculous too. Obviously some dude's not going to jump out of the hook on his hand. Oh, get me. I'm, I know it's also not, not worth the risk. Right. right? For sure. Because <laughs> what cost benefit is way the unbalanced. Zero, 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 one 0.0001% chance that right. it does happen. <laughs> so this is our number ones, right? Yeah. That, that was your number one. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be alien. Really? Yeah. I thought about, I thought about alien, but then I was like, is that I, I didn't so know here's that considered my, as a, a we're still film, film yeah. buffs, but caveat: I don't think The Shining or Alien or any Hitchcock oh, is going to be in, uh, mentioned on this on this segment. I could see a world where I would put Alien on my, for sure, uh, yeah. but it's not this I, world, motherfucker. I definitely <laughs> thought about it. Because Wishing you had. <laughs> I, I was thinking about Alien today because I was watching the Oats Studio thing on Netflix, um, and uh, Sigourney Weaver's in it. Oh, fighting okay. aliens and i was like oh shit oh oat studio has something yeah on netflix now yeah Ooh, it's awesome that. do you know about oat studio and it's new Blomkamp's? Awesome. yeah so there's a, a thing on netflix with a bunch of short films from blomkamp about apocalyptic I, futures yeah, i saw his super it's really good i saw the series of shorts he put out like what four or so years ago those are really good the, the, there was one where there was like a guy in vietnam that like i don't know i forget what they called him but charlie <laughs> he was in some trees. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a really cool thing adaptation where the monster looked like it was just made out of a bunch of hands. So that that's actually an episode in this one. So oh, that was yeah, really good. You yeah. probably saw a couple of the, the of the of these. Louise. Um, these are films. incredibly short though. They're, what was the uh, love, sex and robots? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot like that, like nine mm-hmm. minutes, eight minutes, like, and it just leaves you wanting more. Yeah. You know? If, if they're the ones that I saw a few years ago, yeah, those are so good. Yeah. Those are they, great. I, I like, would check it out when I get home. Yeah, these are really good. Steve, what is your number one horror film? Oh, man, my number one horror film is a classic. Let's see if you guys can uh, guess what it is based off the synopsis. A research team in Antarctica. The Thing. The thing. Yes, it is The Thing. is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of his victims. The Thing, 1982, directed by John Carpenter, starring Kurt Russell, Keith David, and Wilford Brimley. Uh <laughs> This movie's a classic, right? Yeah, it's so rocks. good. The thing I love this <laughs> the thing. The thing that I love about this movie so much is just the the suspense of like who who is it? Who is the thing? Because the alien can take the shape of whatever it wants. So it could be any of your friends at any moment. It could have killed them and you would have and taken their place and you would have not have known. And this movie does a really good job of like building up the suspense of like there's an alien killing us, but also the untrustworthiness you can have of other people when that happens. Um, Cause you know, they can't call for help. They can't leave anywhere. They're isolated in Antarctica and they, they can't go outside. They'll die after a while. Cause it's so cold outside. Right. Uh, and of course you got Kurt Russell in there being awesome. Um, this was the first movie that I really kind of took note of uh, Keith David, who is just a great actor. I love Keith David. He has such a great voice. KD. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's he's a great. He, I think he has a more prestigious voice acting career at this point, rather. But he but he but he is in a lot of like live action stuff as well. He's got such a nice smile. He does. <laughs> he does. I gotta see this guy. For a while, he was the voice of like oh, you want to be a nice marine, guy. join the marines. Um, but no, uh, I'll th- never not think of Requiem for a Dream when I see him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Ask thing is actually. <laughs> The thing is, John Carpenter's personal favorite film of his, 
that really? he made. Yeah, supposedly that's what he says. Um, this movie opened the same day as Blade Runner, June twenty fifth, nineteen eighty two, which is surprising because both movies had a high budget and were critically and commercially panned mm. at the time of their release, but have since become on to be uh, cult classics. Um, which brings me to this quote by film critic Alan Spencer of Starlog. I'm assuming this didn't age well, Mr. Spencer. Oh, it did not. Uh, he His review says this. It has no pace, sloppy continuity, zero humor, bland characters, and on top of being devoid of either warmth or humanity. It's my contention that John Carpenter was never meant to direct a science fiction horror movie. Here's some things he'd be better suited to direct. Traffic accidents train wrecks and public floggings jesus <laughs> christ so alan spencer tell of us Starlog, how you really feel alan fuck you because the fuck thing is a you. goddamn masterpiece and I, I i before i wrap this up i cannot imagine that's for you alan yeah that was chris ripping one <laughs> the, the, the ending here just don't give a shit no more fuck it if you've ever seen the thing, the ending is really what brings it uh, over the edge and makes it my favorite. The, the, the confrontation between Kurt Russell and Keith David at the very end, it, it, the movie ends on such a what happened note. And there's still this distrust between the two characters. And there's a lot of people, people have really gotten to the weeds to kind of dissect what is actually happening in the mm-hmm. scene. And I love it. It's ambiguous enough to where you can walk away and come up with your own cl- conclusions. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, it's I know of it, but I don't think I've ever actually watched it. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's got great uh, chasing. <laughs> <laughs> it's got great gore for the time. Like, I, it, it, obviously, it's kind of cheesy 80s gore. Who stars in it? Is Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually kind of ripped off the ending in one of my... Do you remember my horror roulette film, Andy? The, yeah, Blue the Speed Dating? The, the final shot is like was directly inspired by the final shot of the thing. Hell Just yeah. remove them from an ant like a burning Antarctic base and put them in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my number one thing. My number one to wrap this episode up um, is a movie from 2010. What can I do? I can't, I can't do any fun trivia things. Uh, written and directed by Matt Reeves. Ooh. Oh, I think I know what this is. Anybody want to guess? Wait, what, what was it? So it's written and directed by Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Cloverfield? Nah. Uh, Andy. Matt Reeves. <laughs> the Batman. I wish. <laughs> this movie was released in 2010. I don't know. Yeah, I'm lost. I'll give you the synopsis. You'll definitely know what it is, though. A bullied young boy befriends a young female vampire who lives in secrecy uh, with her guardian. Okay. It's called so. Let Me In. You put, that, you put let me in over let the right one in? The reason I did that is because of Richard Jenkins. Okay. Um, let, let, let the right one in is phenomenal, but I discovered let me in first because I'm an idiot American. Um, and uh, this is also how I met Chloe Grace Moritz. Not in real life, but just met, the, met that she existed. <laughs> um, and later, later found Kick-Ass. And also Cody Schmidt-McPhee. Um, I, I adore this film. If you've never seen it, again, I read the synopsis. But yeah, it's about a young boy who meets a young girl. He later finds out is a vampire. And what's interesting about this film is the horror is not quite where you think it would be. It's not like, I don't want to spoil anything, but kind of have to a little bit just to talk about how much I love it. But the premise of it is, is, is creative and genius to me. And as a remake uh, of an international film called let the right one in, uh, which they thought, I don't know why they changed that 
title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, in, in Vampire Legend, they have to be invited in to be let in, right? So it was called Let the Right One In because he actually has a great relationship with this young vampire, right? She's actually pretty cool. Um, <laughs> you're gonna let the right one in. But let me in, more like, oh, I'm gonna get you, but that's not what it's about. Obviously, the nature of her existence uh, is horrible. She has to uh, murder people to survive and eat them, right? And she has a human guardian because uh, she's a young child forever vampire. And so she has an adult guardian that acts like he's her father that has to like, find people for her to kill and he's like kind of going insane from that stress even though he loves her right um and there's a twist about who he really is at the end so but it, i just adore this first off andy knows i'm a sucker for anything vampires which is probably why i love midnight mass so much aside from like the aa references and stuff um but I just love the concept of like, okay, if vampires existed, how would they function in this world? And what might it be like um, trying to, to, to exist? And uh, like the, the kind of the mundane horror of being a vampire, right? Like nobody talks about that. Like they're always flying around or getting castles and, you know, like, oh, you might get chased with pitchforks. It's like, no, you might like get a lot of shit in your teeth and like, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> have really, really severe depression because you haven't seen the sun in 60 years, you know? Like, there's just... None of that happens in this movie, but I'm just saying, I'm trying to think now of, like, where I would go with a script like this. Obviously, it's oh, best no, I if I don't write it. Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you had a gristle from a human body is insane! I'm so depressed. <laughs> if only I could see the sun. Um, I'll never forget this movie. It came out in 2010, so that was 11... I really feel like it was longer ago than that, but I guess not. So I was, uh, 22, 21, 22. When I saw this for the first time, have not stopped thinking about it since. Um, but also, yes, the original is, what do you think? Do you think let the right one in is better? I do. I do. What about uh, you, Steve, Steven? I've never seen him. Never seen him. Never seen him. I well, actually don't I, know if I've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know if I've ever seen all of let me in. So I, I'm not sure I'm qualified to make that really when you said there's a twist about who he is at the end i'm sitting there racking my brain like i don't remember there being a twist like i know what's implied but uh is it a situation where the whole movie the guy's like i'm the hamburglar well, i can't say, i was gonna say at the movie they're like oh no he's the hamburglar and Chris well, is like we'll, we'll talk, talk about it. yeah we I can't talk about it even with a bumper because steve hasn't seen it yeah we'll talk after. have you seen let me in or let the right one not. in uh i'm gonna for some reason i've been thinking about that jim carrey movie once bitten from like the 70s what? <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite of all time the only reason i put this at number one um, let the right one in is the one you like right let me yeah, in. Let me I, in. They're, they're both one. they're both phenomenal. I just I chose let me in because of Richard Jenkins. I'm trying to see where I oh you can stream it on Peacock. <laughs> Guys, okay, order that McDonald's all right. Get yourself a Big Mac and some <laughs> tomorrow as we're recording right this, one. tomorrow's Friday, but you, you missed the boat. You have to wait till the next Friday by the time you hear this. <laughs> Uh, I might stream that on Peacock and get my, my three months worth. You should, my friend. It's a wonderful movie. Um, that brings our, our, our horror movie favorites to a close. Join us next week for some shit. I don't know. We forgot. I don't know. Some dope shit. Join our Patreon. That'd be cool. You get yeah, to hear the Spawn do. episode. Yeah, we're going to do a Spawn episode to kick off our Patreon episode. Uh, listener ones because a listener actually wrote in and was like hey you guys should do spawn so we're gonna do it <laughs> and then after literally that, paid for us to do this yeah and after that one we will announce the first three uh movie candidates for the first patreon poll that you guys can vote on to become 
our, so, to be our next uh, Patreon episode. So Spawn is the first one because a listener actually uh, suggested that. And it's October and Spawn's a little spoopy. <laughs> it's kind of spoopy. It's, it's a little spoopy. spoopy. I've never seen it. I'm excited. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Wow, this is actually going to be awesome, really. Yeah. You, you haven't seen it? You haven't seen it? Correct. I've seen it dozens yeah, of times. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm an idiot kid. Yeah, I'm just um, a huge Spawn fan, so. Join us next week. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Jimmy. Steve. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> no, sir. My name is Jimmy. And my name is Steve. And this has been Streaming Things. Happy streaming. Yeah.